It's kind of like having a gnarly injury and not doing PT for it because PT sucks. PT hurts. It's torture. Mm -hmm. Like you're usually breaking scar tissue apart and doing things that are not comfortable, but it means that a year from now you're going to be pain free. Whereas if you don't do the PT, you're going to have lower grade pain for the like, I mean, not to be crazy, but like the rest of your life. Welcome to The X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. I'm Claire. And I'm Janice. We are breakup coaches, here to help you beat your breakup, heal your broken hearts, and move on to an amazing, abundant life. Uh, Welcome back to part two of No Contact Revisited. We hope everyone liked the first part and that you found it helpful. We decided to make this a two-parter because we have so many questions that are specific to no contact. I'm just scrolling through now. And we decided it might be a good idea to do an entire little mini-sode or episode. I don't know how many it's going to be, really. Yeah, (laughs) it might be a full episode. But um, for this episode, we are just doing questions about no contact and some of them get pretty specific but believe it or not we get it all the time so even if you know maybe you want to ask something really specific in our instagram dms or something like we've we probably have heard it before um but if this is your thing if you're like hey my circumstances are different i need to get your take on my unique situation Patreon is the place to do it now. Yeah. Yeah. So our $5 level, I think you, you know, you get to ask questions and get thoughtful responses from yours truly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know a lot of people enjoy asking us questions in our DMs. Yeah. Um, you know, the podcast has grown to a, a size where we're, we don't exactly have the capacity to do that. But on Patreon, we are going to be interacting a lot more closely with people. So come over yeah. there, get your questions answered. Awesome. So with that, let's go right in. In no particular order. This is not laid out in, or is it? No, no, it's not. I was just going to say that being said, the first question is a wonderful starting point. It is a good (laughs) starting point. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Janice, how do I start no contact with my ex? Do I have to tell this person? Yeah, this is a great question. And I think helpful for people, I would say it kind of depends on where you are at with your ex right now. So if you have been talking super regularly up to this point, I think that it's appropriate to say, you know, I think that we need to stop. I'm going to be blocking you. I would like to have no contact for the foreseeable future. I will be in touch when I'm ready. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, that's perfectly appropriate. If you though have not been talking, but you've been looking or you're curious if yeah. they're going to get in touch with you or you haven't fully committed to no contact, I don't see any reason that you need to, you know, reopen contact <laughs> in order to, to close establish it. Establish contact. <laughs> yes. Yeah, to open mm-hmm. it or to uh, close it or yep. yeah. <laughs> or, you know, if you had a big, you know, blow up fight with this person and you know, now you've had a breakup, I say, you know, it's also appropriate to cut things off. Yes. Without, you know, having a conversation about it. I completely agree. Um, I think a lot of times no contact it 
starts when people are not talking already and it's usually like instituting the no contact rules like not stalking on social media Mm -hmm. you not reaching out and establishing contact that's kind of where it's more about self-control on your end usually than controlling someone else's actions which you can't really control which is why you know part of no contact is blocking because yes, that's you know. true i mean we have a couple questions about that but you're right it is typically yeah you're right just being disciplined um on your own side of things yeah definitely so um so if they don't respect my wishes which i kind of referenced i keep mixing up the order but i just saw that that actually made a lot of sense because we had just talked about (laughs) what do you do if they don't respect your wishes yep this is a great question but also kind of a puzzling one (laughs) if you actually break it down so Claire what do you think I think you know how would you know that they're not respecting Mm -hmm. your wishes if they are blocked um you know you just you shouldn't know. Um, I think uh, sometimes I hear about people getting really creative and emailing, but you know, mm-hmm. just pretend it goes into your spam. I well, think- technically, I mean, if that is an issue, you can block actually someone on Gmail. You can also filter yeah. it to go into your trash. Um, I would say if this is someone who's not respecting your wishes, I would say this is even more reason that you need to yes. be going no contact with them. Yeah. Um, you know, people talk about, well, what about our future friendship? What about this, that, the other? And, you know, mm. if this is someone who can't even respect your space, then, yeah. you know, I think you should um, feel really validated for going no contact. And this is why also we have the block feature. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like if, if the relationship pattern of you saying you need something and this person not giving it to you, continues after the relationship like honestly your future friendship is on tenuous yeah uh, you know ground right now yeah completely I would not be thinking about preserving that by sacrificing Mm -hmm. your boundaries and sacrificing your healing right now it just bad vibes don't good point and hopefully this will help you maintain no contact and think about you know what you want for your future was which is having people in it who do respect your boundaries yeah hopefully i I hope that's what our our listeners want (laughs) that's what we want for you (laughs) whether you're there yet or not (laughs) so all right this is a really common one i have been surprised how often this has come up kind of saddened by how often this comes up but the question is i'm worried about their mental health can i still do no contact yeah so i i love this question because it shows like how thoughtful and empathetic and caring our audience is like those are all wonderful qualities and i don't want you to like stop that, but you got to not apply it to this person. You got to give it to the people in your life who, you know, are able to reciprocate. And I think, you know, it's, I've been there. It's a valid fear, but you have to trust that this person has gotten through life until they met you. They will get through life after you leave and in fact it'll be a great time for their personal growth a great time for them to strengthen their support network outside of you 
Like they have people around them who care as well. Even if they say they don't, mm -hmm. they do. They yep. do. They, they will be fine. Um, so, you know, you just have to trust in this person's autonomy and ability to take care of themselves and know what's going to be best for them. A lot of times, weirdly, this question comes up, <clears throat> this question comes up around, they broke up with me because of their mental health. And now I feel like I have to keep talking to them because they're so shaky right now. Like, I don't want hmm. to to leave them without support or something like that. And I think really what that speaks to is I'm hoping that by staying, I'll make their mental health better and then they'll get back with me. And yeah. it's just, it's just not fair uh, for someone, no matter how much they're suffering with their mental health to be like siphoning your en energy like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I yeah. think that a lot of times in a relationship, we enjoy being this person for someone, Yeah, which I totally understand. And I also, I think that it's giving up this role that you have in someone's life that is really challenging for, for a lot of people. And I can understand, you know, having the feeling that you're the most important thing in someone's life and that they need yeah. you. Yeah. And then getting to the point where you not only release that, but that you accept that that's just not the case anymore. That's yeah. a big hurdle to cross and a breakup, but it's such an important one as well. Yeah. We're talking about your single chapter in life. We're talking about the next chapter in your life. We're talking about the chapter in your life that doesn't involve this person and this, you've got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And also let's just say, I mean, this is also about putting yourself first and not the other person anymore. Yeah, completely. All right. So attachment styles, uh, we get, I get this question actually a lot. <laughs> you like, probably get it more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, it, it doesn't have to be about attachment styles. Okay, here we go. So I'm learning so much about attachment styles, fill in the blank relationships, toxic patterns, uh, you know, or even maybe how they treated me, how they treated you. Mm -hmm. Um, and I want to send them research or resources. Is that an appropriate time to break contact? Mm -hmm. No, it is not. No matter no. what you think that you want to tell this person or how much you think they're going to benefit or how much you think you're going to benefit by and how much relief you might be getting yeah. by getting this off your chest <laughs> i promise you you will not get the satisfaction that you are fantasizing about <laughs> <laughs> you won't get no satisfaction right <laughs> um so yeah it's you know i know it's like you're making all these connections you're learning so much like you're having all these aha moments that does not mean that the that same information is going to make the same impact on your ex. In fact, I think 99.9999999999999% chance that this person will not receive that information in the way you would hope. Yep. <laughs> like, personal growth is a very personal yeah. journey. And I would say if you're having all these realizations to own them and run with them go yeah. and not go backwards to try yeah. and share it with someone who's exactly. from your past. And I would even argue um, if you want this person to learn those lessons, you cannot be 
the messenger. Yes, thank you. I was just, I was like, gonna say you something cannot similar. Be yeah. The one. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like reverse psychology. I mean, people act like children. Basically, if you tell them to do something, they're going to do everything else hmm. but that thing that you tell them to yeah. do. So, you know, if yeah, you that's want a them good to point. Really, grow. Yeah, mm-hmm. their yeah. ex cannot be the one telling them that they're toxic in these ways. You know, <laughs> like it's not gonna happen. Yes. They gotta mm-hmm. figure it out on their own, and then they can receive it at the right time for them. But yep. um, you have this information for a reason. It's for you. You don't need to break no contact to tell yes. them about it. I- I would definitely also take it as a sign that you, you know, maybe continue on this path that you're in because, you know, having such a strong desire to look backwards, um, you know, I would say there's still a bit, an opportunity for growth as far as your breakup healing goes, because you need to be, you know, continuing to look forward and wanting yeah. to look forward. And also like from personal experience, like you will have this moment at, you know, say, four weeks into the breakup and then you'll have a moment with a new aha moment like a month and a half into the breakup and then six months into the breakup you'll have a totally different theory about what happened like so if you share this every single time like (laughs) you know like you're still on your learning path like you haven't gotten you haven't reached the pinnacle of awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I'm still learning. You. <laughs> yeah, I'm still kind of discovering and coming to new yeah. realizations about breakups that I had years Absolutely. ago, really. It's a lifelong mm-hmm. thing. Like it's never yeah. going to end. And so you're never going to have the pers- perfect package of information to like deliver to someone for their personal growth. It's just, right. yeah. And they're having maybe their own realizations and the two of them exactly. might clash. They might clash horribly. Horribly. Um, yeah. <laughs> and if you've gotten no contact up to the time that you're having these realizations, I just want to throw it out there to backtrack on your progress and kind of throw it away in a way by, yeah. you know, re-engaging with this person is, I think, something that people could regret horribly. Yeah. Yeah. So if that's not a reason, um, yeah. is there ever <laughs> a reason to break no contact? Yeah. So I was thinking about this all morning long and going through different scenarios of, you know, life crises and tragedies <laughs> and, you know, deaths and <laughs> different Death things. And <laughs> so, and you know what I have to say and cut this if you want. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So I, okay. So Claire, one thing that I came up with is you have told the story about going no contact with your ex who took custody of your dog. Oh, yeah. And you told them if they ever needed money for medical yeah. treatment of the dog, Completely. that you would be there to help with that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that would be in my life, that would be a very appropriate time to break no contact. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially like, you know, like, I know that that offer is, you know, he has other resources he can draw on before me. So it would be Uh truly dire if I was the only person who could help. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, you know, there's that, um, you know, I, yeah, I think that's, that's fine. Obviously, like children, like, Right. We we suggest a modified no contact. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you should be contacting each other about 
the household issues with the children and stuff, you shouldn't be contacting each other because you're lonely one night and you're freaking out about life. Like that's not, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Or, min- or really most personal circumstances, because if you're at the point with this person that you've got no contact, then you truly, truly need to learn how to have, do these things and experience life tragedies without them. And you yeah. don't need to bring them back in because something bad happens in either one of your lives. Yeah. And, you know, so I guess um, we could talk about... Um... Like, how do you know when you can like go back to contact on a friend's level? Mm-hmm. Um, this wasn't on the script, but you know, like that would be breaking no contact technically. It's like, okay, so like how many years do have to go by or, you know? Yeah, that's a good question. And um, yeah, it's something I would love to think a little bit more about before putting it oh, on before the Oh, before I answer. Okay, I'll cut that one out. <laughs> no, it's just, oh. I'm just think. yeah, I'm just, my mind is racing right it's, now. About- <laughs> yeah, it depends on the situation for that, I think. Yes, um, yeah, yeah So that's, you know, maybe drop into our Patreon for that one. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> it's going to be a little more complicated. All right, so um, will no contact help get my ex back? Oh boy. oh, boy. I am so sorry that the internet <laughs> tells people that this is some sort of way to rekindle things with an ex or yeah. to help them slash encourage them to change their mind about the breakup. I, my heart just really goes out to anyone who's online trying to, you know, figure out yeah. how to heal a broken heart and comes across this advice. Yeah. And I'm just like, every time I see it, I'm like, that's a fucking grifter and a bad person Yes, because it's so unethical on so many levels. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, and also it gives no contact, some sort of weird, not, yeah, I guess a bad name because I think some people are associating it with some sort of tactic to get your ex back. And that's not what we're saying at all. Yeah, we're saying we we want no contact to be a time of healing, not a time of you waiting and hoping, you know. staying Um, in limbo. And staying in limbo, that's terrible. But Mm. I mean, um, this is a way to take your power back, whereas that way of looking at it is a way of completely giving your power away. Yeah, giving your power Mm. away, um, but also like taking taking autonomy away from another person or at least intending to like i don't think yeah this works but Mm, um mm -hmm. you know at the end of the day as well ethics aside i don't think it actually works um so Mm -hmm. but um yeah because it's it's you know you're bringing in like a uh get your boyfriend back coach or whatever like um you're bringing a third person in to help you manipulate another person. So you're changing yourself. You're being untrue to yourself and you're trying to manipulate another person through your actions or inaction or whatever. Well, and and you deserve to be with someone who just chooses to be with you. Exactly. And there's no good relationship that comes out of chasing someone. Yeah. That's not yeah. what you deserve. And that's not the foundation for a good relationship at all. Exactly. Yeah. So 
you know, we made an entire episode, episode 41, on why we won't help you get your ex back, um, mm -hmm. because we do get questions about it. And we're always like, no, that is not what we do. We do mm -hmm. not do that. <laughs> yep. Once a relationship is fractured, it's really time to, to look forward and yeah. to yeah. rebuild your life and think of it as an opportunity and stop looking backward and, you know, shoot for someone that chooses to be with you every single day, including yourself. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. The next question, they have reached out and want to talk. What should I do? I have gotten this recently, um, from my clients and I mean, I always have the exact same answer. I just, I just go, just ignore them. Yeah. Like, I don't know what you think I'm going to say. Like, <laughs> yeah. And you know what? It works. Uh, um, I would say block and ignore and block delete and the message ignore. and move on with your day. Exactly. Definitely delete the message. Um, yes. that will help you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I just like second all of that. Yeah. Just ignore them. Like you do not have to answer. Um, yeah. You know, you're you're no not with this person anymore. Yeah. And it might seem really difficult in the moment, but if you can delete and put it out of your mind, you're going to feel so good at the end of the day for doing that. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. All right. I still have some of their things. I cannot go contact until they get their things. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I have been wanting us to do an entire episode on this for a while and maybe we will. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it would be an hour and a half long episode, but maybe um, because I, I just, I have an answer. I love when I get this as a coach because I yeah. always have an answer for every single thing that people think is so specific yeah. to this one item or this person or the situation. Yeah. And you know what? There are so many ways that you can get someone's things back to them without mm. really having much contact. I always, always, always advocate having a middleman or a third party yeah. deal with it. I have seen exactly. people do it. And you know what? If this is really holding you back, then deal with it this weekend, get it out of your life and get on with your life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, also uh, like... You sometimes just lose things in a relationship. So not returning true. the things yeah. is not the end of the world. You're not a bad person for not giving his sweater back. No, no. I mean, mm -hmm. you know. And from a legal standpoint in the States, all you have to do is have one other person tell your ex your things will be outside for the next either 28 or 48 hours. Yeah. Please come and get it between now and then. And then after that, it's, um, it's getting abandoned donated. property. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Like I, yeah, leave it, leave it outside your house while you're not in your house. Yeah. Um, because you know, our self-control is limited. So just don't put yourself in the situation where you're in the same place as them again. Yeah. yeah. Totally. So I, I say this is, you know, an, a really easy thing to, yeah. to take care of. But I also think that it's one way that people kind of stay clinging to a person is, you know, this whole issue of the things and that it's really yeah. easy to put, to delay going no contact because you've got their stuff. Exactly. Uh, but once you clear, I mean, you think about this, this is your space, your living yeah. space. Uh, the sooner that you can get all of their shit out of your house yeah. and get this person yeah, even more out of your life. 
life. Get their energy out yeah. of this. I mean, don't you want this for yourself? Yes. I mean, maybe if you don't realize you do, just trust me, you do. You do. <laughs> so you deal do. with it and move on. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cool. We have loved creating free and accessible healing resources for people around the world who are looking for support on their breakups, broken hearts, and moving on journeys. Each day, we receive DMs from many of you who have let us know the positive impact X-Files is making in your life. Our vision for the second year of our show is something that we both feel so completely. We are looking forward to continuing to share useful resources each week, but also expanding our offerings to help people go more deeply with their healing and growth. Part of our vision is expanding the connection with our community. And to do that, we are thrilled to be launching the X-Files Patreon. Growing this aspect of our community will allow us to keep creating great content for everyone each week and also start developing even more healing resources and support. We would love for you to be part of the first group of the X-Files patrons. So head to the link in the show notes now to sign up for either the $5 or the $10 level. And we will both be looking forward to connecting with you very soon. All right. So co-parenting, I think we, I mean, I brought it up earlier. Um, So there's lots of ways. I think that, yeah, we like Claire, I really like what you said about the no, the modified no contact Yeah, because yes, obviously you will have to have some contact if you co-parent, but I have been amazed to talk to people since starting the podcast to find out how little contact some people have with yeah. the person they're co-parenting with. It's, yeah. re- it's remarkable. remarkable. And you know, it's always the happiest co-parents as well yeah. who have hardly any con- contact yeah. with the person. Yeah, exactly. Cause you mm-hmm. want to be able to move on with your life. You, and you don't want to know, you know, who they're dating and stuff yeah. like that. And um, this one is a thing- journey, I think, when it comes to co-parenting with someone. But in the beginning, you know, if it's high conflict or if the breakup was rough or if you're listening to X-Files at all, you can absolutely limit it. I talked to someone recently who the only contact they have is when they actually their ex actually picks up the phone to put their child on FaceTime. The only yeah. contact they ever have. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's great. And, um, in episode 62, high, con- <laughs> high conflict co-parenting with Katie. Yeah. Um, she's amazing. She highly, highly, highly recommends, even if your co-parenting situation is very low conflict right now to have an agreement, mm-hmm. um, a written agreement, um, maybe worked out with a lawyer, at least a, um, at least a a mediator. There Mm -hmm. you go. Um, because that's going to protect everyone involved. Um, Mm -hmm. if something does come up that complicates things and you can like lay that groundwork. So everyone knows what the boundaries are before Mm -hmm. you accidentally break them, you know? Yeah. There's ever, you know, there's such specific things in these agreements, you know, where the drop-offs take place, Mm -hmm. um, introducing, 
children to a new partner. Yeah. You know, child care, um, communication Holidays. between drop uh, everything. Yeah. So, and also, so go check out episode 62, but also please, if this is something that you're dealing with, go check out on Instagram, co-parenting peacefully. That's our friend, Katie. She has such remarkable daily advice for people in a high conflict co-parenting situation, but really it applies to any co-parenting situation after a breakup. Um, yep. So go follow her for more nuggets and you've totally got this. I think this is also another situation where people don't fully own their power and kind of sometimes, you know, kind of maintain conflict because there's a really good excuse to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. Our next question, this is, this one's like, there are spirals of of thinking here. Yes, I love that. I think so when I get asked this, I'm just like, oh, people are so cute. Oh, they're so cute. Um, all right. So I don't want them to think they have gotten to me by going no contact with them. I don't want them to think that they were so important that I needed to cut contact. It's like this weird, like triple thinking of things um you know like I say weird but like yeah I've probably thought something like this at some point like (laughs) I though I have to say for myself I always just feel more powerful and I always feel like I'm kind of putting out there that I've risen above things when I go no contact with someone so I understand that people do think this way but I would say maybe this is a reframe is that you know, you could think that you're possibly being perceived that way because you know what? You are the one writing the story about how you're being perceived. Exactly. You don't know that they're thinking. You this. don't know. You're you're writing this story just as easily as you can write the story that you are appearing to be strong and indifferent. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. Like I think, um, I think anytime you find yourself trying to, um. Anytime you find yourself trying to anticipate how the other person is perceiving the circumstances and how the other person is maybe talking about the circumstances or anything, mm-hmm. just just stop yourself right there and be like, no, how do I feel about this? How mm-hmm. do I want to explain this? How, you know, like they literally their opinion does not matter if they're so super twisty and they're like oh man i'm like getting to them they've like blocked me on everything that means uh-huh. it's working like mm-hmm. okay let them live in their weird fantasy land um yeah, <laughs> like- but also i'm i'm almost wondering if that's a, like the person's fantasy that you know hoping almost that the ex is is thinking this because how like how would you know really yeah mm-hmm. how would you know yeah because yeah, i think it's much more likely for someone to perceive no contact as like the death knell of the yeah. re- i mean it's such a powerful way to take you know it's such a self an act of self-love like we've often called it a radical act or an act of radical (laughs) self-love and you know maybe that's how people are perceiving you yeah how are you perceiving yourself yeah Mm -hmm. the act is not radical but the Mm self-love is yeah the act is actually very rational Mm -hmm. and yeah (laughs) (laughs) absolutely um we also get asked 
how will I know if I've moved on? And if you are dwelling so much on what your ex might be thinking, I would say this is an opportunity to put more effort into continuing to move on because really you want to get to the point that you're not worried what this person is thinking anymore. And you will get to that point. I promise you. They will, you will, we'll all get there. Yes. Another question. Won't I feel stronger by having some contact with them or keeping their info on my phone? So this is a very classic example of a question for which my answer would be, uh, how's that working for you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like how, how is that going Mm -hmm. for you? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Like, I don't think like you're not you don't have to be a masochist like mm-hmm. you yeah exactly that's not just strength. do what's best for you mm-hmm. you don't have to torture yourself like yeah um mm-hmm. yeah I don't think that people will feel stronger I don't think they'll even like appear stronger maybe mm-hmm. there are people in your life who will tell you that or tell you that it's more mature or whatever Mm -hmm. to like maintain contact and keep talking but what is most mature is to give yourself the care and the treatment that you need like i don't think that i mean we talk about physical injury a lot because heartbreak is processed like physical injury in the brain Mm -hmm. if you had you know a sprained ankle you or okay maybe something a little bit more grievous but i don't i don't know let's go with the sprained ankle so you have a sprained ankle you wouldn't be like oh well i go on a run with my sprained ankle and like yeah it's causing more damage to my injury but i'm so strong i just push through the pain you know like Mm -hmm. you're hurting yourself for the future you want to rest you want to do physical therapy you want to do gentle movement in the right ways that will not re-injure yourself and no contact is uh i mean like trying to be friends when you're actively healing from someone is like just ripping off the scab every morning and being like start new like stab me again why don't you like yeah yeah. and i mean i yep that's i love that analogy so much and just want to remind you you know you guys are broken up and it's truly time to start investing more into what do you think makes you strong and into um, just your new life separate from this person. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, I mean, this question in and of itself, I mean, this is a huge investment in energy into continuing your life with this person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Cut it off. Cut it off. Okay. So <laughs> we were in each other's lives for such a long time. Shouldn't we try to figure our friendship out? out i just want to be on good terms with them yeah well if you're listening to x files i would assume that you're trying to heal from this or that you feel brokenhearted or that you're having some sort of internal struggle or external struggle with your breakup and this like we often say this is not the time to think about your relationship with this person I mean figuring a friendship out is just another that's just another this different wording for continuing to work on the relationship that you have with this person 
Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't work and it really doesn't make that much sense. Yeah. And also like, if you want to have a healthy friendship with this person, Mm -hmm. it would be best to not have contact during this time, because as you heal, you go through cycles of grief and anger and like, how fucking dare you treat me like that? And, you know, it's hard to be friends with someone who like every now and then will totally lash out because they're like, Mm-hmm. They're sad and yeah. you are kind of the the reason that they're sad, you mm-hmm. know? And and so if you preserve no contact, you also preserve what happened before in the relationship and you're remaining, you're able to keep it untainted by the healing process, which can be ugly and messy and full mm-hmm. of blame and saying things you don't really mean. And you know, and like, seeing the person can cause so yeah. much pain knowing that you're not together anymore. Yeah. So, and that's the, just the last thing that you need when you're trying to heal from exactly. the breakup. Yeah. So if the friendship is super meaningful for you, even more of a reason to be no contact. Yeah. You will both right need now. to have completely processed the breakup yeah. in order to build a friendship. And that takes a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not just time. You need other other ingredients too, but you yes. do need yeah, I was, time. I was going like, to say time and effort. So yes, thank you. Time and effort. Yeah. That's <laughs> our like rallying cry yeah. over here. It's like, you can't just wait it out. You have to no, do something, no, no. but you do need time. Like yes, yeah. it's not. Mm-hmm. And to be doing things during that time, like listening yeah. to X-Files and doing all of the work that we talk about, you know, maybe working with a coach, going, going on a trip, writing in your journal, all of that. Yeah. And I know that this is the last thing people want to hear when they ask this question, but you will have many relationships in your life. They are not all meant to last forever. You're not meant to stay in touch with every person who you have intimacy with at some point in your life. Sometimes walking away and, you know, closing a chapter is the best thing that you can do for yourself, regardless of how, you know, how amazing some of the time that you spent with this person was. And it is so hard to accept. And it is really hard to fully release someone, but it really is for the best quite often. Yeah, completely. And that's sometimes where you find the most growth is when you fully release someone and accept that it's in your past now. Yeah, I completely agree. All right. The next question, we've kind of covered this, but I just want to throw it out there. Isn't it more mature to stay friends? Yeah. You know what? Absolutely not. I have just seen this cause some people so much grief and agony and the idea that it's somehow more evolved. It just leads sometimes to so much pain. I don't think it's quite as big of a thing as in the States, but in Australia, this is definitely how a lot of people saw breakups. And if I I just don't agree. I think putting yourself first is more mature, doing things that will lead to your own well-being and your own peace of mind is the most mature. I think this question in and of itself is still such a focus on your ex. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's the whole point is that your ex should not be the focus. You are the focus. Mm -hmm. You are in a relationship with yourself now, um, which is actually wonderful. And you should always be in a relationship with yourself, but yeah, and so, focusing on on that relationship, I think, is the most mature thing that a person can do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, and you know, I think some of the most like mature people that I really respect are the ones who are not swayed so much by what everyone else thinks. They're like, no, this is what's working for me. I'm not gonna listen to that noise. <laughs> so, um, okay. I don't think they know how much they hurt me. I need to have that conversation. So, yeah. So we'll go down one, a trail of hurt. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not going to help. Like, I know that that, that question comes from so much pain. Yeah. It's just, it, this is not the solution to healing that pain. Um, they're not likely to react in the way you would hope even if they did i've experienced that where they're like wow and they say all the right things but it, it's just it's still gonna feel hollow it's still gonna feel like it's not enough like no you're apology relying is on really gonna be enough God. no apology is really gonna be enough so yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and you know you're still relying on your ex to give you peace of mind a lot more than you really want to be at, at this stage in your breakup yeah. or ever or ever. <laughs> yeah. So listen mm -hmm. to our newly released got closure episode. It yeah. was episode 100. Cause I got sick and our schedule got messed up, but yeah. You know. If you're listening to this episode right now, if you just scroll down like three, two episodes, two, two, you will see yeah. episode 100, no con or, um, got closure got revisited. Closure. Yes. And we talk about all the different reasons people want to have this conversation and then all the different ways that you can give closure to yourself and, you know, write your own ending to the breakup. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, right. Oh, this is a good question. Um, what if they change their mind and want to get back together? Well, dear Oof. listener, <laughs> I don't want this for you. And I do yeah. not want you to stay in this state of limbo. And I don't want you to wait around for anybody. <laughs> yeah. Don't be waiting around. Um, the train has left the station. And yeah, totally. I always say, if you want to get back together with an ex, enough time has to pass where you are two completely new people. Mm -hmm. coming together with new experiences and like a wealth of knowledge that you didn't have before mm -hmm. um you need to have changed because it didn't work before like so yep that does not mean six months later you can try it again mm -hmm. i highly don't recommend that um especially because you know i think you have one chance to make it work again I don't think you can be like in and out of a relationship. That's not going to work out long term. But a lot I of people care. do. Yeah. A yeah. lot of people kind of have of regrets do. or second guess their decision and then stay in and out of a relationship sometimes for years exactly. with people. And, you know, you just life is too short. Yeah, like you know, you're better short. off being single rather than staying in this constant drama with someone and rather to rather than and continuing to go back with someone that is not 100% about you. Yeah. I mean, they change their mind? No. No. <laughs> you know, you you deserve to be with someone who doesn't waver. And yes, relationships yeah. get hard and people have fights, but you know, in healthy relationships, people work through that stuff yeah, rather the fight than shouldn't breaking end up in a and, breakup. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. 
And it's also, you know, I don't know if this is too important, but someone who's threatening to break up with you and someone who does break up with you and then changes their mind. I mean, a lot of people consider that to be a form of abuse. Yeah. And trust me, like if anyone's listening to this and they're like, Claire, I know you've done that. Yeah, I have. (laughs) Yeah, same. I (laughs) you know, didn't, uh, know at the time that it was considered abuse. And so now I hold myself back from that, you know, like those thoughts where I'm like, oh shit, like maybe we're not supposed to be together. Like what's happening here? Are we making the right decision? I don't say that shit out loud now because Uh I now know I'm like, that's abusive. You're, you need to like know what you're saying is something you're gonna stick to before you yeah. say it, you know? Yep. So, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm like I like that you're saying that. That's very vulnerable of you. Thank On the you. flip side, I've gotten back with someone after we both changed our mind. And as I've often said, I don't live in regrets, but <laughs> it was the worst decision that I've ever made. Yeah. You're like, if I have hmm. regrets, that would be one. Yeah. I don't dwell on, on the regret of it, but I'm able to look at, you know, decisions I've made in my life. And this was way down there on the, on yeah. the bad, on the scale of bad to amazing. So let's talk about this. We have friends in common. Oh boy. So this is a bit complex. I'm trying to decide where to start with this. First of all, if you're listening to X-Files and you're struggling with your breakup, then even if you have friends with the person, you've got to take a step back. You've got to stop socializing in the same places. You need to have conversations with your friends about not wanting to hear about your ex. And you know what? You might even need to make some decisions that are a bit uncomfortable about saying no to certain you know, social situations where you are going to be hurt and triggered and where you're going to come out in more pain than you went into it with. Yeah. And this is an opportunity to set those boundaries with your friends, which can sound really scary, but it's actually really kind to your friends and it will create more closeness with those people if you communicate how you would like to proceed with this because otherwise they're just guessing they probably feel awkward they're not sure if they're like supposed to take sides or something and they're just like you know, walking on eggshells, not sure how to approach the com- the situation, or they assume, well, like, wow, they, they haven't told me um, how I should act with this, so they must be fine, in which case yeah. I can totally, like, talk about this person all the time around them. Mm-hmm. No, you need to tell them, like, hey, I'd, I'd prefer if you didn't share any information about me, and I don't want to know any information about my ex. Yeah. Um, and if they're closer with you, then yes, it's perfectly appropriate to say, and I also would not, I would appreciate this person not being invited around for a while. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. if you're like equally friends and it's weird in that way, just say like, hey, you know, for the first few months, if they're going to be somewhere, like do, uh, don't invite me or, yeah. um, you know, if they're going to be somewhere, like maybe there's a code word. So then I can choose whether I want to show up. Um, <laughs> you know? I mean, you're allowed to say no to yeah. social situations. You're allowed to say no to your friends and good friends will understand this. Yeah, exactly. And no social scenario is worth your mental health and worth delaying the, your healing and your growth. Yeah. We both want to talk to each other. Do I have to do no contact? 
Yeah, I think you should. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't both want to talk to each other and you both want what's best for each other, mm -hmm. I think that it's good to have a conversation and say like, hey, you know, like I really care about you and I want you in my life at some point, but I have to heal. You also have to heal. We both have to heal. How about, you know, I text you in three months and yeah. we'll see where we're at then. People you know, go into these conversations time. with, yeah. you know, like expectations on each side. And if you're not healed from the relationship or you're not healed from the breakup, you can slide backwards yeah. in ways that you will not be able to predict. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, like we are huge advocates for the whole like slipping up with no contact can be the thing that like sets you up for the future like you know so listen to the first episode if you're for some reason listening to this one first um because we cover it more there so we're not like shaming you or blaming you or anything for not doing this or like slipping up a little bit like you know it happens but you know i think that if you can if you can set those expectations and this person respects them you're really like building trust for a future friendship mm -hmm. um and you know setting that friendship up for success and yeah there's a little bit of time where you can't talk before that happens yeah. um but you know if this is a lifetime friend for you you know, a few months, six months is not going to be like that much time in the scale of your lives. You're going to be fine. Yeah. This would probably be something if I was coaching this person, this would probably be a time when I would maybe ask, you know, what is your biggest fear around mm -hmm. not connecting with this person? Or what is your biggest fear about not talking to them for a few months? What is your biggest fear around saying no or maintaining no contact, even though they mm -hmm. want to talk to you? Yeah. And thinking about that. Ooh, I like and these then, hard hitting questions. Yeah, I love talking <laughs> about fears in breakup healing. And also maybe write a list of the five top things that you want for your new life. Mm -hmm. And keep that um, as encouragement to keep you going. Because I doubt it would be, you know, making sure I'm on good terms with, you, with this person, you know, as a top goal for life. I hope not. That's at least. my top goal of my life is <laughs> to be on good terms mm -hmm. with insert name here mm. um all right so we got some questions from our amazing friends over at ella global community please go and check them out they have a beautiful community over there events all through the week yeah. and uh, claire and i do live coaching over with them once a month and their community is just thriving and it's yeah. wholesome and it's uh, uh, you know it's great vibes <laughs> i don't know where wholesome came from but it's just wholesome. it's a very warm wholesome. community <laughs> i'm not saying they're not wholesome i just they're pretty wholesome <laughs> we're, we're marginally wholesome um, <laughs> yes please go I mean, check them out yeah um, we do have they, some sex episodes episodes planned for the future yeah so it'll we be do less wholesome. oh um let's, let's get raunchy, raunchy. <laughs> okay <laughs> so we talk a lot with them about no contact um 
you know, sometimes in the lesbian community, there is this sense that the communities are are smaller, or maybe that the circumstances are different. So they've sent over a list of questions that they get from their community about going no contact. And so we'd like to go through them. And also, we just love having them support us. And I think that a lot of these are things people can relate to. So number one, and the, the questions, these are yeah fascinating. First of all, what if my ex stays in contact with me and helps me a lot by taking care of the kids? I think this is a great example of how, you know, enmeshed and entwined any relationship can get. And you know what? I have to say, this is what it means to break up with someone is that you separate your lives. And yeah, I think this is a lovely thing, you know, having a a partner take care of your kids. That's, that's great. And, you know, in many ways, I think if you're with someone long-term, this might be something that they would do for you, which is nice. And they're not your partner anymore. I mean, this is extremely intimate to have someone taking care of your children. Yeah, that is huge. And it shows that there's a lot of trust between the two of you. So like, you know, I think that this would be this question I would have to ask, like, how much pain are you in? You know, like, how hard is it right now to be getting over this person? If you Mm -hmm. feel like you're doing fine, then okay. Like this whole no contact conversation is about, is for people who are struggling to get over their ex. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. I was going to mention, I, you know, (laughs) people are asking these questions because they're struggling with their breakup. And, you know, we talk about no contact as a solution for that. So yes, certainly if everyone's cool and happy and, you know, (laughs) know, I don't think you would be sending this question to (laughs) X-Files. Yeah. So there's the assumption here that you're struggling if you're struggling and you're seeing like oh my god like they're taking care of my kids and everything and i like trust them with that and you know like there's probably concern about like what the how the kids are going to deal with someone not being in their life that they're used to having in their life which is totally fair and valid and i am not a mother of a human child so like you know, like, I I can't tell you what to do with your children. But Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, this might be something where we would refer you to, um, you know, our parenting questions, like, Mm -hmm. okay, they're not maybe the blood parents, but they have been in a parenting role with your kids. And if that's something you want to continue, where can we draw our uh, what did I call it before? Well, or- so what would the new boundary be now that you're not yeah. partners anymore? And I think when it comes to this question, I think an appropriate boundary would be you probably don't want this person coming in and out of your home now yeah. that the two of you are trying to build a new life together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, so maybe instead of them coming and like kids sitting at your house, they could take your kids like to the playground or to the zoo or whatever. And you do kind of a that that accommodating no contact from earlier that we were talking about but where it's like you're not being emotional support for each other anymore Mm -hmm. you are not having that kind of relationship but -hmm. you both care about your kids and you know like want to remain in their lives then it becomes about like how to do that without maintain distance between the two parents blood Mm -hmm. parents or not but 
you know? Yeah, this can be complicated. It depends so much on what the previous relationship was. You know, I think when you're dating someone with kids, you naturally develop a relationship with them. And also that sometimes this is a sad consequence of a breakup is that you also, you know, you lose contact also with family and with children and pets and it is painful and hard, but it's also the reality. Definitely. So right. this question kind of blew my mind, yeah. um, but I, let's talk about it. What if she is also my boss? Ah! <laughs> Yowza. So oh we do get lots of questions and, um, and I'm going to actually throw in the next question after this. What if I started a project with her right before we broke up and now I'm stuck with her? So yeah. sadly, I, I, I'll, you know, go on a limb and say, I, we've gotten lots of questions about people who work with their exes. I, I get that that is just shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry, and, it's shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have had clients who I've helped through this, so I feel like I can kind of speak to it. I think it also, it ties back again to the co-parenting situation. You need to try and limit contact as much as you absolutely can. And you need to make sure that whilst you're at work, you are maintaining professional boundaries. You need to put a bit of a barrier up, you know, around yourself when you're at work and, you know, get out your work affirmations and, you know, try and have, you know, kind of put your dignity as a priority. And then outside of work, no exceptions to no contact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and think about it. Like, I mean, you might want to think about, you know, how important this job is to you. And if it's important and you want to keep it, then you need to, um, it's going to take a lot of effort to get through, but yeah, I mean, think of it that way. Yeah. I completely, um, you know, I, I would look into your other options as well. Like, you know, you're like, okay, is this maybe the time for the next step in my career? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, but definitely maintain professional boundaries. Um, I if if your boss is is using their authority in the workplace to not maintain professional boundaries, mm-hmm. and there's that weird dynamic, then I think yes, you should be definitely thinking about moving on. Yep. And whether it's your boss or a coworker who you're working on a project with in many companies, you know, this is exactly what HR is for. And, you know, you can get assigned to a different project or get assigned to a different department or any number of things. If that's something that you need to consider, maybe you do. Yeah. Things change, um, with projects and teams all the time. Like, I don't think that it would be shocking to your coworkers that things got reassigned you know um so yeah so if you have an hr department you know like they're the professionals in this um so it's similar to we've gotten questions about you know what if i go to university with them same exact thing if it's that difficult that you need to go and you know talk to the administration about having separate classes or any number of things that could come up, you know, some healing and breakups are uncomfortable. And these are sometimes some of the uncomfortable things that we need to do, whether it's having talks with your kids, having talks with your, you know, superiors at work, asking, you know, for more space from someone going, no contact. It sucks, but these, that this is part of being an adult and having relationships with other adults. 
Exactly. It's, you know, sometimes you need to pivot. Um, and like, especially for university and stuff, like you don't have to go to like your department head or something. You could just talk to your professor and be like, hey, like, is there, you know, usually classes are, it's not the only time of the week that that class is. They usually yeah. have it on a different schedule as mm -hmm. well. And even if you're not officially changing your schedule, you could ask and be like, hey, could I come on Tuesday instead yeah. of Thursday? Because things are awkward right now. <laughs> like and it, yeah, this all class. goes back to putting your own comfort and your own healing first and not, you know, really worrying about either what other people think yeah. or the fact that it's going to be uncomfortable in the moment to advocate for yourself, but exactly. in the long run, you're going to probably be glad that you did. Yeah. And they get it too. They're humans. They've probably been in a similar situation and they're like, yeah, I'll help you out. Like, <laughs> well, whether it's your superior or HR or administration or a professor, you know, they're there to make your experience either working or going to school more positive. So, you know, use yeah. it. Yeah. Cool. All right. So i tried to cut contact because I'm waiting for her to be single for a while before I start a new relationship. But if we both want to talk to each other, do I have to? My answer to this question is that it's really emphasizing what you want the other person to do, what you think is best for the other person, all of that. And I don't see a lot of you know, emphasis on what's best for you, um, what's best for your healing. This strikes me as someone who isn't as like um, emotionally devastated by the breakup, at least anymore. Like they're thinking about moving on. They're just thinking about how moving on is going to impact their ex. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I would just focus on the moving on and just don't think about how it's going to impact your yeah. ex that's their responsibility to be like, ooh, this is impacting me in this way and this is what yeah. I'm going to do about it. Mm -hmm. They're an yeah. adult. Uh, you should not be dating minors. <laughs> so <laughs> they are an adult. Great point. And they can act like an adult and take care of their own emotional needs. You need to do what's best for you. And then they can decide how to react to it. Yep. Um, you don't this, need to be deciding what's going to be best for them. Even yeah. if you know their weaknesses and you know they're going to probably do something unhealthy for themselves, it's part of the learning experience. They're, mm -hmm. they're going to do what they're going to do. Well, and this is just, a, you know, a more and more of a reason to go no contact so that you can get on with your life without being so driven and so motivated by what this other person might think or might do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I just want to continue to say, you will never regret putting yourself first in a breakup or even in a relationship. And yeah. if you're ready to start dating again, then I think that you need to continue no contact for sure. Yeah. All right. So I've been trying to cut contact for a while, but I just love it when they call me and it feels like a never ending cycle. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yep. So why are you not content? That's not no contact. Yes. <laughs> I, I loved when I came across this question because, you know, so many times people <laughs> say that they are either trying to go no contact or they have gone no contact, but then 
they talk about having contacts. Yeah, <laughs> you, know? Like, Wait, <laughs> you know, I would say, I would just really, really, really encourage you if you are stuck in this cycle to give it a try, you know, yeah. try three months, you know, maybe go a little bit longer. So much freedom is waiting for you on the other side. You two are not together anymore. You are trying not to have contact with this person. There yeah. is a reason why you are trying not to have contact with this person. Yeah. Yeah. And so I would um, also refer you to the first part of this episode. And we talk about what to do when it gets hard. We give tons of great tips that we know work because Claire and I have done it ourselves. We've helped a lot of people also do it. I know that it's hard, but it's also a cycle that's not healthy and that I know you can get out of. Yeah, completely. And also I'm just you probably need to block the number (laughs) so they can't call you anymore. Yeah. You need to stop like leaving it to your own, um, motivation and perseverance, like, because Mm. you run out of self-control, like you only have so much per day, you're going to like use it up during Mm -hmm. the day and eventually you run out. So don't leave it up to self-control, just block their number, delete their number. Like if you want to keep their number because you want to eventually be friends, maybe give their number to someone else and be like, (laughs) if I ask you for this before I'm over this person, you need to not give it to me. (laughs) I I like that. I, yeah, I don't know how to respond. There's a Seinfeld episode where Seinfeld's trying to go to break it off with someone, and he gives his number, the woman's number to Kramer, and Kramer rips it up and puts <gasps> it in his pocket. And Seinfeld goes back to him a few days later and is just begging for the woman's number yeah. on his hands and knees, and Kramer throws it in his face and goes, "Look what she's done to you." <laughs> So yes, you could do that. I would love to hear from anyone who goes that route. Yeah. Um, And yeah, please do um, go to the first part of this episode because this is a really classic example of how breakups or um, ending a relationship can be like getting over an addiction to something. And yeah, it does feel good to have that little hit, but then you get back into the cycle where you're saying you're trying to cut no contact or you're trying to cut contact. Yes. We've just got three more. It's rough out there, folks. Um, but we got you. So I am still in love with her, but she is getting over a relationship and feels like she can keep me on reserve for a while. How can I cut contact if I want even more contact? I think that there's a lot of opportunity for growth and healing. If this is a cycle that you are in with someone and I just feel so much angst when I read this question Yeah, and that's not what life is about. That's not what relationships are about. It's not what friendships are about. And I think that you are going to feel so relieved to put this behind you once and for all. As Lizzo said, who would want to hide this? I will never, ever, ever, ever be your side chick. So yeah, yeah you don't want to be kept in reserve. That's like, I want better for you. You yeah. will eventually want better for yourself. Like, so start that process now of standing up for yourself and being mm-hmm. like, no, I'm going to live my life. And if it works out down the road, fine. But it's not because you were waiting like 
Yeah, I would say, though, I mean, the potential for this type of dynamic to turn into something healthy is low. And, you know, think of it as that, you know, what do you want for yourself? What do you like? I mean, what would you say, uh, you know, like your ideal relationship looks like, you know, I would say maybe write out 10 things that, you know, is any of this going to be on (laughs) on your list? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. So check out episode 15, the 10 breakup commandments. Yep. Um, those will, you know, start you on a better path for yourself where you're, you know, giving yourself more self-respect and everything. And if this is like an uncomfortable feeling for yourself to put yourself first, like, you know, coaching or even therapy might be like the, the right move for you right now. If you've like never considered doing what's best for yourself like let's start that healing journey for Mm -hmm. you because you can do it yeah you can I think sometimes we almost don't mention that we coach frequently enough in our episodes (laughs) and I I mean yeah I'll just also reiterate what Claire said it helps so much it is the one of the most powerful most effective things that you can do if you're struggling with a breakup especially for no contact you know just the act of emailing or texting your coach to let them know that you're having a uh, that you're struggling often nips the desire to contact someone in the butt and also it just it allows you to just call in a really amazing new chapter of life so hit us up if if you want support you can typically find us um most easily in our instagrams so I like this question and I like the way that it's phrased and I want people to know who are experiencing this, that it's common and natural and normal. The question is, I tried cutting contact and felt physical pain for weeks. I just gave up. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, a lot of people do experience physical pain with a breakup. And that is because it is a broken heart is similar. Like Claire said, two other types of injuries. There have been studies, some of which we talked about in the first part of the episode that prove that it is like having an injury or an illness. Yeah. Yeah. And it's even more reason to move in the other direction from the person. Exactly. Because, you know, maintaining contact with someone who is, likely doing all they can to move on from you as well oh that's a good point that is going to cause more pain Mm -hmm. i know that it may not feel as intense but you know it's kind of like a rat physical injury again it's kind of like having a gnarly injury and not doing pt for it because pt sucks PT hurts. It's torture. Mm-hmm. Like you're usually breaking scar tissue apart and doing things that are not comfortable, but it means that a year from now you're going to be pain-free. Whereas if you don't do the PT, you're mm-hmm. going to have lower grade pain for the, like, I mean, not to be crazy, but like the rest of your life, like, <laughs> like yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and you so- bring up a really good point that I'm not even sure that if you meant to bring up, but going no contact is just one part of the process. And it's just yeah. one aspect of healing from a breakup. It, it's going no contact. Plus, you know, a lot of other work that you do to, to move on and to heal. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I mean, that's why we have an entire podcast about breakups, uh, you know, and that's why we actually coach is because there's lots and lots and lots of things that you do. No contact is just one, one of them, you know, working on your self-care processing, what happened, um, you know, writing the next chapter of your life. All of these things are, you know, can be done in conjunction with no contact and it gets easier if you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So last question. I'm afraid to cut contact and lose her forever. Um, yeah, like that's a very real risk. You could lose her forever, but you also gain the rest of your life back and all the other soulmates and loves that you're going to have throughout your life. Like you, you may lose this one person, but you'll have the memories forever. I know that doesn't sound great right now, but there is a time you will reach where you're like, those were good times. And I'm also so glad that I've had the 20 chapters that came after that. Like, you know, like there are better things on their way to you. Mm -hmm. You have no idea what's coming for you, but I can tell you it's going to be better than this because this, you know, this did end, this did fall apart for a reason mm-hmm. and that reason was so that you could continue with your life and have these new experiences and yeah it might get dark like right yeah. now it yeah. might be pretty dark right now but it's gonna get better and you know like that's just the risk you have to take with people and you know if you truly truly love this person you gotta let him go um well, no. you let them go and you free yourself. You free and yourself. And I know that's hard for people to understand, but exactly. this uh, this right here is actually one of the last stages of really healing from a breakup is when you finally decide to release them. And it is very difficult. It and, is. But if you, once you actually release them, the what is waiting for you is better than you can possibly imagine yeah. if you're in this stage of things right now. And yeah. yes, it sucks, but it's really crucial that you get to the point where you can let them go. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it will be as easy as just waking up one day and mm. being like, yeah. oh, I'm okay. Like yes. it's actually, it's, I'm better now. Like mm-hmm. I've released them. Like yeah. it took you know, the day mm-hmm. before you may have felt it was impossible still, and yeah. it will just happen. And you'll look back and be like, that was actually easier than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. So, Kept you know, this- like you will get there yes. <laughs> and you will be amazed how great it's going to feel right now. You know, this breakup and this relationship is like an anchor on you. And I know how heavy it can feel and how painful it can be to, to, you know, let go of the shackles, but also how great it's going to be. Oh, man so we are just we are leaving you with this episode with like so much love and yeah. care and awareness of how hard this shit is mm-hmm. but you can do it and we believe in you and that's why we're here that's why we like picked this topic as a podcast because the, like this is transformative time like this is the dark night of your soul mm-hmm. like this is this is the beginning of the rest of your life and you're going to get there. You're going to be okay. You're going to be more than okay. You're going to be fantastic. Mm -hmm. And this will just be a chapter. So you have to just keep going and believe in yourself and put yourself first, even if it's the first time you've ever done that in your life. 
Yes. I mean, you're setting the stage for what's to come. So yeah, time, time to step up for yourself. Yeah. So we'll talk to your ears again very soon. Yep. Good luck. If you're struggling <laughs> with this, you know, just take it one, one day at a time. We're one here for you. day at a time. Yeah. And so we will be here next week, I think for our celebration episode. Um, yeah, let's celebrate. Our celebration yes. episode. <laughs> All right. We're, we're celebrating you, dear listeners. Yes. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. If you liked this episode, please help others find us by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or by following the show on Spotify. And if you'd like to connect more with us and learn about breakup coaching, Find us on Instagram at X-Files Podcast.